Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Magnetic Goddess podcast. I'm your host, Amy Lee Westervelt. Today, I have an awesome guest for you guys. I know you say I say that all the time, and I probably do, but here's a differentiator with this gal, okay? Lorraine Davies is here with me. She's a personal transformation and energy mastery mentor, and that's all good and plenty. But what I love the most about this lady is her energy. She is the type of person that you just want to talk to all day, every day. She feels to me like a warm blanket, like somebody I just want to sit next to on the couch and like read my magazine and she reads her magazine and we parallel play. You guys are going to freaking love her. And on top of her incredible energy, one of the other things I love about her, she is so brilliant. And she prescribes to the same goddess to goddess energy that I do. The idea that everybody is divinity in their own right. And I love her so much. And you guys are going to love her too. You're listening to The Magnetic Goddess, a podcast for women who are ready to step into their power and live their best lives. I'm your host, Amy Lee Westervelt, and I'm here to guide and inspire you to take the journey back to your higher self. We'll talk about everything from personal development to career growth to relationships. We'll share tips, tools, and strategies that will help you become the most confident, successful, and magnetic version of yourself. We'll also talk to inspiring women who have already achieved their dreams and are living their best lives. We'll learn from their stories and discover what it takes to create a life that is truly fulfilling. I believe that every woman has the potential to be a magnetic goddess. She has the power to attract anything she wants in life, and she can create her birthright of abundance. I'm here to help you tap into that inner goddess and live your best life. I'm so excited to have you on this journey with me. Let's start living our best lives together as magnetic goddesses. Welcome, Lorraine, to the show. So good to have you. You are a, um, you help heart-led female leaders, light workers, and visionaries overcome their limits, access their potential, and accelerate their results through self-inquiry, personal energetics, and might I add, an incredible personality. Oh, bless you, darling. I am literally thrilled to be with you today. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So, I love it when I get to talk to people who are from the UK because I get to say things like, so how is it that you became a personal transformation and an energy mastery mentor after or before, you know, going to university? Because we don't say that like, in the US. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. University. <laughs> oh, so yeah, I know sometimes it is it is a little things, isn't it? So like I had a a really um a, like an interesting path into the into what it is that I do now. So I actually was a um so you you obviously use college in 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 a different kind of term to how we use it. So I actually used to be a college lecturer. So I used to teach sixteen to nineteen year olds musical theatre. So that is where I came from. So a completely different path to what it is that I do now. Um, and I, I, from there, I, I found myself in 2011, like really, um, stressed out, really burnt out, like not living my best life. I was in my early twenties and I was looking for something. And, you know, when you are open to possibilities and you are like, I don't know what it is, but something is like 
something has to come. It's like, some, please help me. Something different has to arrive in my life. And I actually then fell into network marketing. So my first like foray in business, right? Yeah, I know, Amy, like, like I love that. <laughs> so we, so uh, network marketing is how I fell into business. And oh my goodness, like people say all the time, you know, it's never really about skincare or nutrition or anything else. It's a personal development business, right? 100%, 100%. And heaven forbid you try to make it that instead of about <laughs> the business because the company going to come for you. <laughs> but I mean, like, honestly, like that, I wouldn't be who I am today if I hadn't gone through this monumental journey in, in an attempt to grow that business first. Like that was, that was just, you know, I fell into network marketing. I, for three years, I literally struggled. I, like so many people will be able to relate to this. I spent three years, like, why can I not do this? Like, why, like, I'm a smart person. Why is this so difficult? And then I realized that I had the strategy down. Like everybody had the strategy. It was very, very simple. But what I didn't know is that it was who I was being and how I was showing up in the world that was ultimately delivering my results. And I had this like moment, like this epiphany moment where I was like, something has to change. And do you know what? It's me. And that is really where then I went on to you know grow my business into the top 3% of the company worldwide. And then a few years later, pivoted into coaching because the bit I realized I really loved about network marketing was really the personal growth, right? Seeing somebody come in, seeing so much power and potential inside of them. About network marketing, because I think we should. I mean, like, I feel like we should. (laughs) It would be hilarious. It would be so much fun. Oh my God. It'd be just crazy. Um, But I I like, I think like that was the route that I kind of came into the coaching world through, just because I just had this moment where I was like, I see all these powerful, amazing women who are just the thing that's holding them back in life, in business, is not stepping right, is in here. Like not stepping into who they are, not believing in themselves, not trusting themselves. Um, And for me, when I realized that that was the piece that was missing for me, went through my own radical transformation, I was like, I wanna help other people do it too. (laughs) And that became, you know, my thing. Two questions, one superficial okay. one, and then one really deep, powerful one. The first one is, because I am a huge musical theater geek, oh. Um, what's your favorite musical and why? Oh my God, you want me to pick one? I'm literally like, ah, how do I pick one? How do I pick one? So I love um, contrast. So I love something with like a really powerful song, like something like Wicked. I love wicked so do you so feel like you're talking much. to adina like right now like do i you- literally yeah. i literally was about like as i say this it's like i am definitely speaking to adina totally um so wicked is like one I'm of my story later. yeah i, I want to know it all. <laughs> so so yeah so wicked is one of my absolute faves but i also love some of the like the older school ones like my first musical that i ever saw was phantom of the opera and I loved that. I love a bit of Lamez. I also, oh my God, I really saw Six recently and I loved it. Oh my God, Six is so good. Do you, Ugh. so do you like the West End cast or are you liking the traveling cast? Because honestly, it's the West End cast for me. Like it has to have that little bit of Cockney, like like that little like extra, I know, I'm sorry, I'm American. You're just gonna have to deal with it. But like, 
I freaking love that version. Like, and Millie, what's her name? The one that does it on the, I forget her name. The girl that plays Anne Boleyn. Oh my gosh, so good. So yes, six, check. Absolutely, I love six. So check. I mean, do you know what? So I saw it locally to me. So I'm Portsmouth in the UK. And I was like really surprised having heard like the soundtrack and then seeing it locally on the with the touring group. And um, one of the parts was played by a Scottish girl with a really Scottish accent. And I was like, what? This is amazing. And it, I really loved the having that kind of like, like regional um, accent in there alongside like the, the Sherman accent as well. <laughs> yeah, it was fab. Oh my goodness. I love that so much. I promise we're going to get to this in a second. Uh, I want to tell you my favorite musical is Aida. And I know a lot of people hate it because they're like, oh my gosh, it's not. But like, I'm sorry. Every single song in that, every single one from beginning to end. And Heather Headley, I just bow down because she, I mean, Adam Pascal, obviously I'm a giant redhead. So like, there's that, but like Heather had, like I, Mm. what's that one song um I can't think of the the um mm, the it the, the one when she's like in the in the refugee camp I can't think of the name of it but the the one when she's spinning around and and whatever and um the one when she's talking to the gods and like her her voice in that is just next level so Aida is definitely my fave Rent I definitely was a redhead for a long time like big big redhead like yes. big so okay I'm gonna tell you my Adina story real quick I went to see Rent in Boston and when I went to see Rent, um, my I had paper tickets and my ticket didn't scan. So I had to go see someone and they thought it was Adina and they tried to bring me to like a special section to watch it and people were freaking out. I was probably like 26, 27 at the time. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, uh-uh, not, no. But they really, they actually thought that I was, I, I mean, which was crazy. And then um, in college, I got to have a... Um, um, independent study in musical theater. And I brought Anthony Rapp to school who literally sat in the passenger seat of my car. Like he's my Facebook friend. Like, go look, like we're still friends anyway. Um, and I remember he was like, you look a lot like my friend Adina. And that was like, that was the moment for me. So anyway, none of that having to do anything with anything, except for the fact that I want to come back to, um, this idea well first of all I mean musical theater heroines right like the power and the passion that comes through and the and the awareness of power that is able to be expressed in musical theater through females you don't see that anywhere else you don't see it in movies you don't see it you know in in anywhere else but in in musical theater is the place where the feminine essence really gets to shine so first that secondly Let's talk about MLMs because I think this is an important segue into kind of what you do and what and what you know what we do. And what I want to know from you, Lorraine, is when you were in your multi-level marketing company, did you notice a little bit of dissonance or a little bit of friction when you would start to empower your team or empower people? Did you notice almost like a pullback on the part of the company when it became about their power as opposed to? the mission of the company did you find anything there no do you know what I feel like I was really really lucky so with with my company I felt I constantly felt like we were being empowered to empower other leaders so 
that for me was never like never in question. Um, and you know, the only reason that I pivoted away from network marketing was that in 2020, um, I lost my dad to pancreatic cancer. And I think, yeah, it was, and I think when you have such a big, massive life-changing experience like that, mm. you, you just, ref- you sit back, if you know, if, you, if you're willing to go there, if you're willing to go and sit in that feeling and to really um, do the, do the healing work in there, you, you start to look at your life and you start to examine things and go, what am I holding on to for fear of what, what will not take its place? Like, what am I persisting in when actually what I actually need to let do is let go. And, you know, the reality was, is like, I should have let go of my network marketing public company probably about 18 months before I did. Um, but I felt so much, I suppose I felt, felt so much, so attached to my team. And, you know, I'd been in network marketing for nine years. Like I'd been in there a long time. I'd built time. some, right, some incredible relationships. I'd always said like, I'm gonna be here forever. But the reality was, is I I changed. And I realized that I no longer wanted, I, I kind of felt like I was hiding behind a brand mm-hmm. rather than truly being myself and speaking my truth and and doing what I was here to do. And mm-hmm. I had this kind of a, this, this epiphany moment, as I say, when I lost my dad and I literally, I asked my angels and just one day I just kind of sat there and I was journaling away and I'd, I'd, I'd asked like, like, what is it that I'm meant to do? Like, what is it? And I've got pages and pages and pages of scrolling and scrolling and scrolling where it's like, it's time to let go now, right? You have to let go of this. And, you know, I still love the company. I still use all of the products. I still have friends with inside the company. And as I say, it was a, it is a beautiful empowering space. It just, it was no longer me. It was no longer a fit. And I think that's one of the most powerful things you can do as a leader and as a business owner is being willing to let things crumble, being willing to let go of the stuff that you're clinging on to and being like, I understand that stuff has to crumble and stuff has to break down in order for me to like, like right in the ashes, right? You know, the Phoenix epiphany, like the next level me can't be built on these foundations. She has to be built on a new foundation. So um, yeah. Yeah, it's my experience. It's amazing how much our experience is able to inform our work as coaches. And correct me if I'm wrong, are you are you a manifester? Is that what you told me? I am a manifester, yeah. Human design manifestors. (laughs) Yeah, I have I have quite a few clients who are manifestors. As a manifester there's such an energy of power in a world where, you know, me as a generator, right? The world is set up for you to be a worker, to work hard, Mm -hmm. not to innovate, Mm -hmm. not to create, not to start from. And to be able to figure that out for yourself and really, you know, embody that is, is so magnetic to people who are trying to create their own lives and their own businesses. And I think that's one of the reasons why you've been so successful, if I do say so myself, because you really, you stand in that power, but you invite people, which is interesting Mm -hmm. because being a manifester, you kind of, you would think you would have a repelling aura 
but it's like you didn't get that memo because you don't have a repelling aura. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I, I like I love to add on this because I like to say, you know, in the UK, I talk about being like Marmite, right? Um, because I either people are like, yes, I have to be in your world. They, I get, you know, I used to get messages. I've got, I remember one person literally saying, oh my God, I wish I could keep you in my top pocket. And I could literally like, anytime I needed to talk to you, I could just like look down and you talk at me and like, give me all your words of wisdom. I was like, that's hilarious. Um, but I'd either like people love me and want to be in my space and want to talk to me or I make people really uncomfortable. So I think you like, obviously Amy, you and me fall into this camp where we're like, yeah want to hang out like yes I totally love this but I'm not everyone's like cup of tea and I think that what what becomes really apparent as a manifesto which is something I've really had to allow is that I you know I was built with you know I was conditioned with this generator tendency I did a lot of people pleasing and I had very perfectionist tendencies if I take you back you know 2011 when I had my breakdown like that's I've had to unconditional that like decondition that because the reality is I'm not here to people, please. I'm here to create impact. I have massive things that I'm meant to be doing. And these, I get these beautiful, huge creative urges. And it's like, I'm moving in this direction and people are either coming with me or they're moving out of the way. And I learning to be okay with that has taken me like such a long time because yeah, when you're a child, it's that kind of conditioning of like, you know, stay quiet, like, be you know like be peaceful like make friends with everybody like and when you actually start to really know yourself and understand how you operate on an energetic level and really live in that place from your personal power you become truly magnetic for those people who are meant to be in your world right but completely repellent for the people who are not. And that is totally fine by me. It took me a long time to get there. But now I'm like, you can either love me or you don't. And that's a fine either way. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so true. Like, and, and that's, I think, <clears throat> that's a really great, you know, thing to talk about is like, let's let's talk about that for a minute for women because we both work with women. We You only work with women, right? I only work with women. Do you all, okay, mm-hmm. I just want to check because I didn't know for sure. And then you'd be like, actually, half my clients are men, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, but in working, you know, in working with women, I think that there's a lot of pressure not to be too much. And mm-hmm. my definition of too much is like, I posted too many times today. I sent too many emails. I showed up too many, you know, I, I, I think there's a lot of overthinking of taking up too much space as women. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because, you know, as a five line for me and as a manifester for you, there's a power there that is meant to be seen. There's a power that's meant to be mm, activating. Mm-hmm. And when we don't show up in that energy, and then that goes for all the types. Like, I'm not saying like, oh, you know, I'm womp womp, I'm a one three, like, no. But when we hold back from self-expression, mm-hmm. we're actually robbing the world of the transformation that we're here to create. So what I would love to know from you, because you've worked with lots of clients, I've worked with lots of clients, what what do you feel, if you had to sum it up, what do you really think holds women back from truly expressing their whole selves in their, in their work, in their lives, um, in their message? Yeah, and I think really it comes back to, for me, is that the core foundational 
like building blocks that you learned from a very young age. And, and I want to say, you know, I truly believe that it's not just um, like learned conditioning in this lifetime. You know, there are things from previous you know, past lives, generational lessons, there are ancestral traumas and things there to heal. But ultimately, you know, if we understand that our conditioning was in place by the time we're seven, for example, I see so many people playing in the world based on how they were taught to behave in relation to their parents for example right like if how how you ex were expected to behave in relation to your mum how they expected you to relate behave in relation to your siblings like and what's happening is people are showing up in the world from this space of oh like I don't want to upset anybody or I don't want to offend anyone or I don't want to rock the boat because of that deeply embedded conditioning and actually we don't and I talk about this a lot like I you don't know yourself when when you're showing up like that when you're showing up from this space of you know I don't want to rock the boat I don't wanna, it's because you don't know who you truly are because you're living in other people's expectations right so if we understand that the first layer of this is really true deep self-awareness and getting to know yourself then you'll start to recognize things like I did a post the other day I'm wearing a pink dress today, by the way, because I've just had, I recently had my branding, new branding photos and I've got this beautiful pink dress I'm wearing. And I remember as a child, like my mum didn't like the color pink. And I grew up my whole life, like wearing blue and wearing black and wearing white and wearing brown. Definitely not my color. Not about Like wearing, <laughs> but wearing colors that were like not to stand out. Like I was not there to stand out. And I had this moment where I was like, I, excuse language, but I love pink, right? I am love it. I actually love it. And I look it looks really good with your skin it. tone too. You have beautiful pink undertones. So it like pulls you all together and those beautiful blue eyes, like, oh, being <laughs> on the pink is a tragedy for you. I know. Right? So I just like, and I, I write posts about it because for such it's a long time in my life, it's it seems like a really, like a superficial thing, but I wouldn't wear pink because... Of that conditioning that I had so if yeah. that's something that I was not wearing because I believed I couldn't how else was I play showing up in the world in ways that weren't true to who I was and that's what I see happening is people shrinking back yet too muchness I when you mentioned that like it's a topic I'm really passionate about I'm actually doing a talk about it next week like the playground right. of growth like playing in your too muchness because you will never be too much for the Come, come play um it's like you can never be too much for the right people right. and when you step into your too muchness when yeah. you really lean into the edges of who you are here to be and the light that you're meant to bring to the world it's going to have such a massive ripple effect not only on your life but on you know everybody's lives that you're touching like it's like you're, you're doing yourself a huge disservice when you don't but ultimately if I look at it and people say to me you know sometimes a client a, a typical uh, conversation I'll have with the client is like I don't feel seen or heard or valued and it's like yeah because you're not seeing hearing and valuing yourself first and foremost so yeah. as you as you I mean, start to do that's, that that's the crux of what I do too you know like when we talk about energetics right. it's like you're not seeing it out here then you're not uh -huh. seeing it in here um right. something that you just said that really hit home for me you mentioned when you're and I'm gonna butcher it but you mentioned when you're showing up and 
you're not sure something about like showing up and not feeling like it's okay to show up that way. I don't know. It made sense at the time. We can rewind it. But this idea of, oh, not knowing who you are when you don't know who you are. And that really was powerful because I was thinking like, gosh, if you don't know what it's supposed to look like, you ever done a puzzle and you don't have the box and you're trying to figure out, I mean, and some people do those kind of puzzles. I don't, but like you're trying to, you don't know where the pieces go because you don't have the model. So it makes so much sense. And please put this all over your content because this is totally your idea. Like when you don't know what the true self is, there's no picture to model yourself against. So everything you're creating may or may not be aligned and you never get to ground in to the this is me-ness of that because there's a part of you that feels like you're playing and experimenting because you don't know what it is. So when you really, sorry if I'm yelling at you guys, when you really (laughs) get to know what the picture is supposed to look like and really ground into this is who I am, that's where the rejection or the approval doesn't matter anymore because what you're actually punishing yourself for is this inauthentic. It's It's not that you care if they like it or not. It's that you care if you're misrepresenting yourself or not, which you won't know unless you know who you are. Did that make sense? Oh my God, it makes so much freaking sense. 100%. It's that knowing the truth of who you are. Knowing the truth of who you are. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Let's just take a moment for that wisdom that just dropped between us. Mm. Powerful. Yeah. So it's about really getting to know yourself and what is you and what isn't you. What is conditioning? Like you said, not allowed to wear these colors. You know, I, my mom used to always say to me, less is more, less is more, you know? So I'd be like, okay, I guess I said too many words, you know, meanwhile, you're over here flapping your jaw and it's fine, but love you, mom. Love you. Love you. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's really going to need to edit that out. She won't watch it. Does she watch this? Powerful stuff, Lorraine. So obviously, you know, I'm obsessed with you in all the ways. How do people get a hold of you? How do they work with you? How do they get more of this Lorraine juiciness? Tell us all the things. All the things. Okay, so the best way to come and play in my world. Firstly, my hangout is Facebook. I sometimes think, I am so old school. I love the Facebook. (laughs) So come and find me. Literally, my main profile on Facebook is VP. That's the best place to come and find me and to come and revel in my world. Um, But the the best thing to do is if you're like, hmm, like, Lorraine feels like a really good fit for me. And I and I truly believe your intuition is already telling you. So listen yeah. to that gut instinct, yeah. right? Yeah, because it knows, it freaking knows if I'm a good fit for you. Um, the best thing to do is to is to book a calendar, book a call with me. I'll make sure that Amy's got the link. Um, pop into my diary and we can just have a chat and just see like, what is your vision for the future? What is holding you back? And whether I'm the right fit to help you really like expand into everything you're here for, because that's my that's my jam. Like 
if you're ready for your expansion era, come play in my world. Oh, oh my gosh. You guys, if your toes curled, you are not alone because she does that. Um, the, yeah, the, the power that runs through this human being is like mind blowing to me. And she is, like I said, she's just the sweetest, kindest, most wonderful creature. So definitely get to know her. Lorraine, it has been such a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, you're honestly so welcome. I love our conversations. They are so delicious always. So thank you for having me. Absolutely. And you guys, that'll do it for another episode of The Magnetic Goddess. Although I don't know how we're going to top that one. Until next time, may you be happy. May you be healthy. May you be safe. And may you be at peace. Namaste.